Captain James T. Kirk, Commander Spock, Leonard Bones McCoy, pictured here with old age makeup in the episode The Deadly Years, Engineer Montgomery Scotty Scott. I hope you'll join me tonight on my podcast. These and many other characters, beloved characters we've come to enjoy and their adventures on the Starship Enterprise. The TV show was started from September 8th, 1966 to June 3rd, 1969. Stay tuned on Video Gamers Oasis Playful Podcast. Video Gamers Oasis Playful Podcast. A playful variety talk show for gamers, video game history enthusiasts, movie buffs, collectors, and other fans of niche hobbies. Now available for YouTube and Anchor. Stay subscribed and notified for updates. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm forward slash video gamers oasis and now the host of the show that meek geek of all trades jeremy from video gamers oasis thank you thank you for tuning in i'm jeremy from video gamers oasis playful podcast welcome to the show welcome to an all new live broadcast of video gamers oasis playful podcast something new I'm trying for the first time. I have made live broadcasts before on YouTube before, but this is something I haven't done with the podcast. This is something very new. I'm going to be attempting, and not attempting, Yoda always said in, in Empire Strikes Back, try not, do or do not. So I'm just doing it, man. I'm, I'm just going for it. I'm going uh, head first into the water. Not even going to, not even going to test it with my toe. I'm going diving right, right in. Welcome to the podcast, a live broadcast of the podcast. Uh, this podcast, after it's been edited, will be uploaded onto my uh, my Anchor.fm podcast uh, website. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast, Video Gamers Oasis Playful Podcast, on Anchor.fm. It's also available on Spotify. This is a, a ongoing sh- show called Video Gamers Oasis Playful Podcast. Is a uh, show for gamers, uh, for geeks, people who like science fiction, collectibles, uh, retro games, like to look into all kinds of um, collector's items. And uh, this is an, a sh- series, a mini-series or a segment of a series that I'm trying working on starting every Monday, Monday night, not Monday during the day. I'm working usually during the day or I'm busy during the day. Um, but this is Monday night, kind of late in the evening after 9 I'm not gonna, I haven't set a real good time for it, but it's going to be later in the evening that I'm going to do this. Every Monday, I want to do a card collection discussion. And uh, I'm really excited. We're going to talk about my Star Trek, uh, the uh, original TV series with Kirk, Spock, and Bones, as well as, uh, as, as you can see to my, um, to my right, we have uh, Chekhov, and to my left, we have Scotty, and above, we have... Um, Lieutenant Ohura, and I believe it's the nurse, 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 the nurse, nurse. I forget her name, but she was. I think she had a crush on Mr. Spock in the series, and of course below was Mr. is um, 
is Mr. Sulu, and the other lady is the, uh, she's the, uh, ins I don't know if she's the inside, she inside uh, she's in charge of um, assisting the captain with various duties, of course. Beautiful young lady. So thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I hope you're having a good evening. hope you're feeling relaxed and having a good time. We're going to have a good time. Actually, I'm going to show you uh, my card collection of Star Trek Original Series. Before we get right into it, I don't have any uh, video commercial breaks for you. We're going to do a live stream of this show because I'm still getting used to this, this technique. I, I'm a little rusty and I'm a little green and I need to practice. But thanks so much for your patience. In the meantime, uh, you can help support my YouTube channel. Video Gamers Oasis and my website videogamersoasis.com the podcast as well by downloading the Brave browser now what is the Brave browser you say well I'm, got, I'm glad you uh, glad you asked Brave browser is a really sleek browser that I've been using for a long time many years ago uh, I used to watch it well I still do occasionally uh, when I have time I used to watch a TV sh uh, br YouTube broadcast called the drunken peasants and uh, Ben the host of the show he uh, introduced the uh, the software called the Brave Browser, and I, you know, I'm a bit of a bright eyes and bushy tail guy. I just want to. I'm very. I was at the time very open to new things, very experimental. But uh, the the Brave Browser I downloaded on my my software, my my um, computer, and I really like it. I haven't I haven't used any other browser browser rarely. The Brave Browser is a really great browser. It's very fast, very compact. It doesn't it doesn't clutter your screen up it doesn't uh, slow down it, it has a very fast uh, um, use of you know browsing the internet it doesn't uh, take a long time to browse it doesn't have a lot of little apps that or a little um, pop-ups that, that annoy you very fast very sleek and uh, also in addition to a very being very sleek it has a it has a spyware and a pop-up ad blocker now, some of you may say, well, how the heck are, are YouTubers supposed to make money if people are going to block ads? Well, that's that's the golden beauty of this uh, this uh, browser is that you can change the settings from one to five. You can have it very minimal, halfway or all the way. You could, depending on your choice, you can uh, you can reduce uh, the amount of ads you block and you don't have to block uh, YouTube ads at all. You could just block the annoying pop-ups, spyware, um, you know the <laughs> the penile enlargement ads that you may get on your on your browser at time to time. You can block those out. Okay, I really recommend the Brave browser if you want to have a really clean browsing experience. I've used it nonstop. It's wonderful because it protects me from a lot of annoying, annoying, uh, unwarranted uh, spam and spot and pop-ups and I really like it plus I really really like you um, being a member of the Brave browser I have a uh, account video gamers Oasis is the account and make sure to go to HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash brave dot com forward slash vid 268 download the Brave browser from my link to download your own copy of the Brave browser and that way you can set up a um, an account a wallet and you can even start a brave wallet if you want to follow the instructions very easy instructions you can you can earn digital tokens BATs as they called basic attention tokens just just by watching the brave ads 
Uh, you can control the amount of ads from one to five. You don't you don't have to have too many. You can have a lot. I have a lot because I like to earn BATs. So make sure to set up your Brave browser to earn digital tokens. Watch the Brave ads. You get watch the uh, digital tokens roll in, and then after you get a big uh, substantial amount of Brave tokens, you could donate your BATs to to my channel, Video Gamers Oasis, or to any other uh, YouTuber who uses the Brave browser, just look for the, the little pop-up window in the corner. You have to manually click the link uh, on the top of your browser. Make sure that they have the Brave browser installed every time you look at a YouTuber. If they do, you can donate uh, Brave BATs or basic attention tokens to their YouTube channel and you can also uh, give them a little tip. It's a great way for YouTubers to show appreciation to each other because we all you know we all know how hard we all work on the YouTube game sometimes it's a um, it's a thankless job and I know many of us would really love a little bit of a pat on the back maybe a little bit of a kiss on the on the cheek from time to time for all the hard works work that we do preparing streams and YouTube videos so make sure to download the brave browser link in the description I'll provide a link in the description if it's not there already and I do appreciate you helping support the YouTube channel so uh, that's all that's all for the brave browser for now I'll keep on keep that banner on so people can know where to go we're gonna get right on to my Star Trek the original series TV show cards we'll get right to it because um, I'm very new to, at this streaming game so I hope you'll be patient with me as I go along so here we go on transition to the scanning table okay I uh, finally getting this thing ready welcome back to the show we're going to talk about my um, Star Trek the original series card collection these are just a few of them we're going to go through all of them but before we do that I'm going to take the cards out of my book here we go here's my uh, Star Trek the original series TV show and I, as you may have seen, I have a lot of Captain Kirk here and, and Mr. Spock. I've uh, I kept kept them in in, in baseball card uh, sleeves to keep them dry and and safe. Of course, I'm wearing my vinyl gloves to keep them keep these. Uh, oh my gosh! Just broke one of my gloves. That's okay. That's okay. To keep the oils off the uh, cards, so we'll just take them all off. You know, take them all out here. These gloves seems to get yellow very quickly. So I'm just going to get them all out of here. We may not see them all in order, but we'll do the best we can. I have a lot of different uh, doubles, a lot of duplicate cards here. A lot of them here multiple multiple you don't have to look at them all because some of them are just duplicate but I thought talk about my my experience my enjoyment with these cards again some of these are duplicates and I am sorry they're not in order but I'll do the best I can so
we'll do we'll kind of separate the, the basic ones from the more advanced episodes. Okay. We're going to look through these ones here. All right. Of course, I got my magnifying glass in case I have trouble reading. I think this is a collector's plate. Just put that over here. Okay, I'm going to read this. Read the back of this beaming down. Beaming down. Beaming crew and or cargo to other locations instantly via transporter beam is one of the most exciting capabilities of the Starship Enterprise. On this collector plate, Scotty mans the controls while the Starship's command crew, Captain Kirk, Spock, Uhuru, uh, pardon me, Uhura, pardon me, Chekhov, Dr. McCoy, and Sulu take their positions on the transporter platform six pads. The beam turns their molecules into energy, transports them to a selected destination, and then materializes them. Though beaming down was a normally accepted means of transportation in the 23rd century, Dr. Leonard McCoy often cursed the concept of having a man's molecules scattered across the galaxy. Oh, that McCoy. He's such a crank. But he's a lovable crank. I'm going to look a few more. Here's a Star Trek nerve collector's plate. And um, phasers. It reads here, phase, this is, okay, that for previous card that I looked at, just so you know, was number 153. This card is, is number 149. I'm not reading them in any particular order because they're, they're basically, people can catch up with it. I just want to show you my cards. Phasers, even though the mission of the USS Enterprise is exploration, science, and diplomacy, the ship must sometimes protect itself and the interests of the Federation by using its phasers as this collector plate displays. Phaser, short for phased array emitter, is a particle forward slash beam projector, the ship's primary offensive weapon. Since phaser beams travel at the speed of light, they are relatively ineffective at warp speed. The starship has a number of phaser banks that wrap around both of the ship's main sections. We'll put that one there next to the other ones. I thought since we're looking at the pl collector's plates, we'll look at one more, I think, we have. Hang on. Here we go. Now this is one. This is a collector plate with the episode with the um, the gangster planet, where Kirk and Spock have to pretend that they're they're mobsters on this planet. A piece of the action. Flip it over. That's this is number one hundred forty-one. A piece of the action. Visiting the planet. Lotia, L-O-T-I-A, Lotia 100, 
years after the starship Horizon stopped there, Captain Kirk, Spock, and McCoy discover that the world almost exactly duplicates the United States in the 1920s. One of the Horizon crew had left behind a book, Chicago Mobs of the Twenties, and the Lotions modeled their culture after it. The Starship Enterprise trio is caught in a battle between two rival gangsters, Bella Oxmix, O-X-M-Y-X, and Jojo Krakow, for the ship's weapons. Kirk solves the problem by playing a 20s role himself, bluffing his way through a card game called Fizzbin and trying to drive a vintage car. Ultimately, Kirk unites the gangs and sets up a peaceful government. The trio heads back to the ship, and in a comical twist, McCoy discovers he left behind his communicator. He's just going to look at these episodes. Yeah, these, this, this, uh, these cards were printed in 1991, just so in case you're wondering. A year after uh, Dick Tracy, the, the movie was released, in case you're interested. So we're now we're getting into the main character, main character cards, just so we can review these. Of course, we have Captain James T. Kirk, star of the show, main star. Captain James T. Kirk. This is 117. Rank, Captain, serial number, SC-937-0176, CEC. Duties, Starship Captain, USS Enterprise. Home, Iowa, Earth. Education, Starfleet Academy. Command, graduated with honors. Awards, forward slash honors. One of the Starfleet's one of the Starfleet's youngest graduates to achieve rank of captain. Palm Leaf of Axanar, Peace Mission. Grand Kite Order of Tactics, Class of Excellence. Pranter's Ribbon of Commemoration. First and Second Class Awards of Valor. Starfleet Citation for Conspicuous Gallantry. Karakite Order of Heroism, Medal of Honor. He's got quite the reputation, Mr. Captain Kirk. And we're going to look up Commander Spock. This is 119. Rank Commander. Serial number S179 276 SP. Duties First Officer, Head of Sciences. Home, Vulcan. Education, Starfleet Academy. Sciences, Vulcan Science Academy. Personal data, logical, determined, controlled. Human side can display a wry sense of humor. Human mother, Amanda Grayson. Vulcan father, Ambassador Sarek. Awards forward slash honors. Vulcan Scientific Legion of Honor. Twice received the Award of Valor. So we'll put Cap, uh, Commander Spock over there. And I'm sorry, I don't have a actual Bones uh, rank or this, this, uh, discussion or um, data <laughs> database. But I do have 
uh, a story with bones in it or in various stories. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Well, first, we'll get into Montgomery Scott, Scotty Scott here. Flipped it over 121. Montgomery Scotty Scott. Rank, Lieutenant Commander. Serial number SE197-514. Duties, Chief Engineer. Home, Glasgow, Earth. Education, Starfleet Academy. Engineering, Personal Data. Devoted to Captain Kirk, but even more to his beloved Starship Enterprise. An incurable tinkerer has great love and admiration for technology, would rather devote his leisure time to reading technical manuals than taking sh shore leave, is forever being asked to deliver the technologically impossible and routinely doing so under spirited protests. I can't do it, Captain. I need more power. The crystals are going to burn. I remember that so much. So uh, Such a beloved character. He will be missed. Ah... Now we're gonna go to an episode with Captain with um, with Medical Officer Bones. It's not a profile; it's just an episode. This episode is called "The Deadly Years." This is where where the crew were affected by a virus that causes them all to grow old, and they had to find a cure quickly. I'm gonna flip that over, and this is episode. This is number seventy-five: "The Deadly Years." Making a routine supply stop at Gamma Hydra 4 en route to deliver Commodore George Stalker to his new command at Starbase 10, a landing party from the USS Enterprise. Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Scotty, Chekhov, and Lieutenant Gall Galloway are exposed to radiation that rapidly accelerates aging in all but the frightened Chekhov. The rapid aging makes makes Kirk forgetful, McCoy irritable, and Galway soon dies. Bones feverishly probes Chekhov's immunity even as senility forces a bitter Kirk to yield command to Stalker. The C Commodore carelessly leads the starship on a shortcut through the neutral zone. As the Romulans attack, McCoy discovers that Chekhov's fright spared him adrenaline is the antidote that reverses the aging effects just in time for kirk to save the starship what a close call there's that there's that episode there i'll put it like this so we can see it better the image that was the deadly years here is um information on vulcan there's mr spock here flip that over Number 109, Vulcan. The Vulcans were the first civilization encountered by humans exploring their galaxy, and Vulcan and Earth joined forces as the nucleus of the Federation. Once a warring people who glorified combat, the Vulcans' aggressives, aggressive natures had brought their home planet and colonies to a state of chaos. The Vulcan philosopher Serac helped his people transcend their bloody history by exposing the futility of power-seeking and aggression. Surak advocated a new devotion to logic and suppression of the Vulcan emotional nature. There were dissenters, of course, 
colonies which broke away from the new Vulcan order and held to their angry, warlike tradition. The exploring humans inevitably encountered their descendants, the Romulans. That was number 100 and 109. I'll put that one here. That's a duplicate of Montgomery Scott. And here's another, but it's not a duplicate, it's a different one, different photograph. Montgomery Scott, Chief, in Chief Engineer. Number 103. Montgomery Scott, Chief Engineer. If it doesn't run, if it, pardon me, pardon me. If it doesn't run, take it to, a, to Scotty. If he can't fix it, it's irreparable. That's Captain Kirk's rule when it comes to his senior engineering officer. Lieutenant Commander Montgomery Scott, Scotty, has a rare mechanical capacity akin to genius, and, the, and he regards the USS Enterprise as his personal vessel. The engineering section is his private area, where even the captain is merely a privileged trespasser. Scotty is a strong-minded, is as strong-minded as any Scott, capable of te telling off the captain when he deems it necessary. Kirk respects Scotty's fierce love of his vessel and engines and appreciates that more than once. Such dedication has come to the entire crew's rescue. Number 103. Here we go. And there's a duplicate card. We have another episode here. Or in our card, it says phasers. This is more of a description of the phasers. Number eight, number 93, phasers. The primary defensive weapons of the USS Enterprise are its huge phasers, powerful weapons located all around the ship's exterior. These beams of light, an extremely advanced version of 20th century lasers, have all the power of the ship's matter forward slash antimatter engines behind them and are capable of disintegrating another vessel. The handheld version of the phaser may be set on power levels ranging from stun to kill. The only drawback to these small weapons is that their portable batteries must frequently be recharged. Because of the phaser beam consists of light, the ship's external phasers cannot be used when the starship is traveling at warp speed, the speed of light and beyond or else it will be consumed in its own destructive antimatter. That's number 93, phasers. Moving on, we have Mud's Women. I don't know if you remember this one. More of a comical, lighthearted episode, not very serious. Mud's Women. That's number 7. The USS Enterprise burns out its dilithium crystals while catching Harry Mudd, M-U-D-D, an intergalactic con man. Mudd is beamed aboard with three beautiful women who tempt the crew, including Captain Kirk, with Mudd finally in custody. Kirk filed again, this time on drug charges. That was, that's number seven. Oh, when will those people learn about mud? Not to be trusted. Court Martial. Captain Kirk is his official um, special uniform. Just 
It's the phasers episode. That's a duplicate there. This is number 29, Port Marshall. Starship Enterprise Ion Pod is accidentally jettisoned during a fierce storm with records officer Ben Finney aboard. Captain Kirk had ordered Finney to evacuate the pod, but the computer records don't show the command. Commander LT Stone of Starbase 12 files court martial proceedings against Kirk for not following procedure, thus causing Finney's death. Kirk hires eccentric Samuel Cogley to defend him. Downing the computer, Spock plays chess with it, wins, and finds its programs altered. For the climax, Spock and McCoy work together to reveal the truth about Finney. He has been hiding on the ship, hoping to discredit Kirk because of an old grudge. Episode 29. I think that one had Elijah Cook Jr. as uh, the defense attorney for Captain Kirk. I remember that one. Good actor. He was in um, Cat. He was in the Maltese Falcon movie. Communications, Star Trek, uh, Captain Kirk. Flip that over. That's number one, number eighty-nine. Communicate, pardon me. Communicators, not communications. Communicators. Eighty-nine. Starfleet has achieved near perfection with its communicator technology. Communicators send and receive messages over vast areas of areas of space in only milliseconds. They also serve as locators for beaming up via the transporter. The handheld type of communicator that is carried by landing parties has a speaker, a microphone, and a volume control, plus lights for transporter lock and distress signals. In the 24th century, communicators are worn as part of the Starfleet insignia. They also function as monitors, allowing officers to track an area away team's safety and progress at all times. That's number 89. Put that over here. Oh, I remember this one of the early episodes with Bones and the Salt Vampire. The Man Trap. Here we have the creature that uh, in question. Number, number 11, The Man Trap. Dr. McCoy looks forward to seeing Nancy Crater, his old flame. When the starship delivers supplies to her and her husband, Robert, archaeologists on planet M-113. But Nancy acts very strangely. McCoy is shocked to learn that an alien has murdered her and is impersonating her. Stranger still, her husband is keeping the creature alive by supplying it with salt. Crater won't kill the, the being because it is, it's the last example of the planet's native life form. The creature, though, kills without conscience. Craving salt, it murders two crewmen and uses one victim's body to beam aboard the USS Enterprise. Pardon me. <coughs> It manages to copy McCoy's form. But finally, Spock, Captain Kirk, and the real McCoy detect and kill it. 
That's number 11. I wonder if that's where the term the real McCoy came from. So there you have, those are the first half of my collection. I have more to show you. But before we get on to that, folks, I'm going to take a little breather because I think I need a little beverage to wet my whistle. My throat's getting a little hoarse. So I hope you'll be patient as I take a little break. We'll be right back. Have a quick little break. Okay, I'm back. I had a, have a little bit of a cup of um, banana and strawberry fruit shake, healthy shake, uh, and it was very refreshing. And I, I blended it this morning, and it was very good for my throat. I really like it. We continue on our collection of my collection of the original Star Trek. The te television series cards. I hope you were having a good time looking at them. Let me know, uh, you know, what you what you think of it. I'll, I'll look at my, uh, my my message board, my uh, comments from time to time to see if anyone's saying anything. But thanks so much for tuning in, whoever you are. We appreciate it. Kind of getting used to the routine here. All right, so we're going to have a few more to do, and we'll call it a night. Here's my other collection, my other half here. <clears throat> this one's called Friday's Child. Episode eight, uh, episode 61, Friday's Child. Seeking a mining treaty, both the Klingons and Federation have, set, have sent emissaries to the warlike but honorable people of Capella. Ma'ab, M-A-A-B, a Capellan, sympathetic to the Klingons, is seeking to kill Eileen. 
wife of the deceased high tier uh, since her unborn child would be heir to the throne when captain kirk violates capellan custom by preventing Eileen's murder the klingon guest cross is quick to use this to his advantage kirk Eileen, and the landing party become hunted fugitives after mccoy after mccoy delivers Eileen's baby she escapes reporting to the capellans that both the baby and the humans are dead cross then reveals his true intent by killing Ma'am and is himself killed. Eileen's newborn son, named for Kirk and McCoy, is named High Tier. The USS Enterprise departs the planet with new diplomatic ties and a mining treaty. So that's an interesting episode. We'll put that over here. Next one we have. The apple. Captain Kirk wearing his green shirt. Flip it over is number 81. The apple. Beaming down to Gamma Trianguli VI, or number 6, a USS Enterprise away team finds an apparent paradise only to discover exploding rocks, venomous plants, and menacing lightning bolts. The inhabitants, however, are a gentle, childlike people called the Feeders of Vol, masked as a huge stone. Serpent's head, Vol, is actually a computer created by an extinct race to protect their innocent children from knowledge. The inhabitants Food offerings to Vol fuel the computer's reactor, and Kirk and Spock learn that the power-seeking computer is also draining the energies of the starship. After a struggle with the villagers, Kirk weakens the computer by withholding its food, then uses the ship's phasers to destroy it. The planet's people, no longer innocent, are set on a path of self-determination really interesting um, sci-fi metaphor for the um, the serpent and the apple the Genesis myth and fate there's another episode of phasers we've already seen that one this one is called wolf in the field with with uh, Scotty. This is one of the rare ones where it was all about Scotty being charged with murder. Wolf in the Fold, number 69. When Chief Engineer Montgomery Scott suffers a head injury, his therapeutic leave on Argelius II is short-lived. The brutal murders of several women point directly to the Scotsman. Chief City Administrator Heng, Hengis orders the bewildered engineer's arrest, but a psych psychic re reveals the true murderer 
to be Red Jack, an ancient and woman-hating life form hiding with, within Hengist himself, a non-corporeal vampire that feeds on fear. Red Jack has committed several serial murders throughout the galaxy and once stalked Earth as Jack the Ripper, leaving the Hengist's body when discovered. The entity flees to the computer of the USS Enterprise, but is ultimately forced to return to Hengist's body. In the meantime, McCoy tranquilizes the crew to dull their fear reactions. Captain Kirk and Spock have laid a trap and beam the body with the malevolent vampire into space at maximum dispersal. That was number 69. That was actually, I remember that episode, it was actually very scary for a Star Trek episode. Uh, usually Star Trek deals with spaceship battles or, you know, going on to an alien uh, planet and battling aliens. But it usually has a sci-fi action flavor to it. This one had almost like a supernatural horror. And I found it very scary for as a kid when I first saw it. Uh, this one is Arena. This is where Captain Kirk, the famous... Episode where he battles a Gorn, a, a lizard man. This is number 37. Arena. Commodore Travers survive, uh, summons the Starship Enterprise to Sur Starfleet Base Cestus III. But when they arrive, the base is gone, destroyed by merciless aliens. Captain Kirk pursues the alien ship to Metron territory. The peace-loving Metrons decide to let the captain and the enemy commander, an immensely strong reptile called a Gorn, face each other in mortal combat on a nearby planet. To overcome the Gorn's superior strength, Kirk builds a makeshift cannon and mixes gunpowder with elements of the, ter of the terrain. He seriously wounds the Gorn, but refuses to kill it. The episode ends with the enlightened Metrons hoping that the Gorns and the humans will someday become friends. Number 37. I remember that episode. I will not kill him! I will not kill him! Alright, this one's Mirror Mirror. Classic one with uh, an alternate universe version of Spock. Number... 73, Mirror Mirror. On a Hal Halcon trade mission seeking dilithium crystals, Captain Kirk, McCoy, Scotty, and Uhuru transport back to the USS Enterprise to ride out in an ion storm. But turbulent atmospherics cause the party to be dis uh, deposited on the Imperial Starship Enterprise on a barbaric parallel universe. Simultaneously, their hostile counterparts are beamed aboard this civil help bring civilization to, its, to his barbaric universe. Number 73. I remember this one with the guy with the mask on the half of his face. The Conscience of the King. That's number... 25. The Conscience of the King Scientist Dr. Thomas Layton, whom Captain Kirk knew years before, lures Kirk to his home planet, Q, 
to meet Anton Karadin, leader of an acting troupe. Leighton suspects Karadin is really their mutual enemy, Kodos, ex-governor of Tarsus IV. Kodos was responsible for a massacre that killed Leighton's entire family and members of Kirk's. When Leighton mysteriously, mysteriously is murdered, Kirk takes the troop aboard his ship and romances Lenore, Carradine's daughter, to learn the truth. Crew member Kevin Riley, a massacre survivor, recognizes Carradine, but not before someone tries to poison him. In the end, the crew discovers Lenore is an insane murderess who, before she is through, accidentally, accidentally kills her own father. Episode 25. And it was very Shakespearean, this episode. There was a lot of quotes from Macbeth and other classic uh, King Lear, classic Shakespeare. This was this is bread and circuses where the crew land on a Roman gladiator planet. Bread and circuses number 79. The abandoned wreckage of the SS Beagle is found near planet 892-4. When Kirk, Spock and McCoy beam down, they find a ragged band of sun worshippers fighting a degenerate civilization where ancient Rome's culture melds with modern technology. The Beagle's Captain Merrick had let his crew die in the planet's televised gladi gladiator sport and now serves the cruel proconsul Claudius Marcus. Kirk, McCoy, and Spock are sentenced to, sentenced to die in the arena, but Spock disrupts the planet's power supply long enough to allow their escape. When a repentant Merrick slips Kirk a communicator, he pays with his life. Beamed safely back aboard, Kirk learns that the Sun Worshippers are actually S-O-N, Sun Worshippers, an analog of early Christians, implying that the gen degenerate culture's days are numbered. That's number 79. Next one we have a little description of transporter. How do transporters work? Ever wondered? Number 83, transporter. The transporter aboard the USS Enterprise is a marvel of engineering. A transfer system in which the molecular structure of a mass is disassembled into energy, then beamed to a predetermined location where the original molecular structure is rematerialized. Over the years, safe transporting range has increased to 16,000 miles. Objects can be transported farther than humans. Located on level seven, the transport uh, platform features six pads. Pad one is used when a single person or object is beaming to or from the ship. The transporter operator stands within an enclosed control pod. Persons on the platform are protected from radiation by an invisible force field activated during the beaming 
process. Number 83. If anyone can understand that, what I just said, you are a brainier Star Trek fan than me, because that's a lot of technical jargon that I kind of went over in my head, but it's still very interesting to know. Now, this is a rare episode. This is not even an episode. It's a book, I believe. The Pandora Principle. Flip that over. It's number 143. I think this is a... I don't think this is an actual episode. Anyways. Captain Kirk and the Starship Enterprise are sent to confront a Romulan bird of prey that has drifted into Federation territory as this adventure novel begins. The crew find the Romulan ship drifting in space and are ordered to haul it back to Earth for analysis. Little do they know, the ship carries a deadly evil force. When it is set loose on the Federation, the Starship Enterprise crew learn that their hope for survival lies within the tortured memory of crew member Savik, Spock's protege. Spock takes Savik to her home planet. Hellgard, where she relives the nightmare of her birth. This experience gives her the key to the mysterious Romulan force, and with it, she helps save the crew from certain death. Pocket Books cover art by Keith Birdsong, number 143. Great picture with Commander Spock, or in this case, I think it's Captain Spock, on this. Uh, the book and Savik they were in Star Trek Star Trek uh, the Wrath of Khan remember that, that's when Savik, Savik first, first made her appearance, appearance. Right, we, we have duplicates we have two duplicates of shore leave here, here we have it looks like, like the Easter Bunny, Bunny but he's, he's the, the rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. Let's, Let's look it over. Look it over. Number 33, shore leave. Captain Kirk grants his crew shore leave on an Earth-like planet. But nothing goes right. Sulu is harassed by a samurai warrior. Dr. McCoy encounters a white rabbit and later is killed by a black knight. Tigers and swordsmen chase others. And Captain Kirk discovers an old flame, Ruth, who rekindles their romance. All is explained when Kirk comes across the planet's caretaker and learns it's an amusement park where thoughts become reality. Dash. Or reasonable facsimiles of reality. To the crew's relief, McCoy reappears in the company of two Rigel Cabaret Girls. The captain decides the planet is a fine place for shore leave and is in the midst of advising strong mental control when, to his embarrassment, Ruth reappears. Number 33. That was quite a funny episode, actually. It had a lot of deep, deep uh, meaning to me. Almost had an esoteric meaning about the law of attraction, your thoughts become reality. All right, so moving on. The Changeling. This one was with the robot, the floating robot episode. 
flip that, that over. Number 71, the Changeling. The USS Enterprise confronts a small but powerful space probe responsible for the destruction of Malurian System's 4 billion inhabitants. Known as Nomad, the probe ceases hostilities against the starship when it mistakes Captain Kirk for its creator. Scientist Jackson Roy Kirk, Spock's Vulcan mind meld, uncovers the probe's history. Launched in 2020, oh, that's a bit of a take, taking it back a bit. A meteor and later repaired itself. Pardon me, launched in 2020 by Roy Kirk to seek out life. Nomad was damaged by a meteor and later repaired itself by merging with an alien probe designed to sterilize soil samples. The resulting changeling uses its powerful weapons to seek out and sterilize imperfect life forms. Kirk takes an enormous risk. He tells Nomad he isn't Roy Kirk, then insists that the probe's mistake means it is imperfect, trapped by its own logic. Nomad is compelled to self-destruct. I remember that episode in number 71 when the uh, robot starts his voice starts turning into like a chipmunk because his logic centers were messed up. Here's a Star Trek comic book episode from DC Comics. The Argon Affair. Kirk and some beautifully beautiful scantily clad lady running from some phaser blasts and behind and around the corner is an alien extraterrestrial being purple skin with green armor. Flip that over. Number 135, the Argon Affair. The Starship Enterprise on an intercept course to repel Argon pirate craft trespassing in Federation. To repel Argon pirate craft trespassing in Federation space engages the gorilla-like aliens and defeats them, but not without sustaining some damage to the ship. Afterward, the captain beams down to Starbase 10 to file reports and take in some sightseeing at the Kundiawak ruins. There, he rescues Connie McQueen from an Argon assault team. In this skirmish, Kirk is wounded and is taken in by Connie's charm and desperate story. She claims to be a sworn enemy of the Argons who murdered her father. But alas, it is all part, it is all a plot to capture the USS Enterprise. Safely aboard the ship, Connie sabotages the ship's deflector shields for an Argon attack. Spock and Scotty onto her schemes have installed an, um, have installed an override system. The Argons are defeated, leaving Connie to face Federation justice. DC co Comics Cover art by Joe Brazowski. That's number 135. That would be a nice comic book to collect. Is that episode there? We just have a few more and then we're over. We're done. So this is a duplicate. The arena. We already have that one. This episode of Transporter. That's another duplicate. We just have two, one, two cards to look at. Space Seed.
This is the episode with Khan and his super genetic humans. Space Seed number three. The USS Enterprise discovers the ship Botany Bay adrift in space, in space with its crew in suspended animation. When the ship's leader is revived, he turns out to be the brilliant and dangerous Khan Nunian Singh, an artificial product of the of late 20th century genetics, who once ruled a quarter of the Earth. Singh seduces the historian of the USS Enterprise, Marla McGivers, to help revive the crew, his crew. The, they overpower Kirk and take over the Starship Enterprise. Finally, the misdirected McGivers realizes Singh's murderous intentions and rescues Captain Kirk, who floods the ship with a gas that overcomes Singh's crew. Rather than sentence them to imprisonment, Singh and Marla are sent to colonize the harsh planet Seti Alpha 5. That was number three. Very memorable episode, very memorable indeed. And finally, one of my favorite episodes where Kirk battles Spock during a seven-year itch. That is Amok Time. It's number Number 65, Hamak Time. In the throes of a Vulcan mating cycle that is potentially fatal if unheeded, the USS Enterprise delivers First Officer Spock to his native planet to take a wife. To Pring, Spock's betrothed since childhood, invokes her right to choose a champion whom Spock must fight. She chooses Captain Kirk, who accepts only to learn that the fight is to the death. McCoy claims the Vulcan air puts Kirk at a disadvantage and injects the captain with a triox compound to compensate. Nevertheless, Spock apparently kills Kirk in the ceremonial fight. The fight purges the Vulcan of the mating urge, and Spock cancels the wedding. Tapring isn't upset, for she actually loves another Vulcan. Returning to the starship to place himself under arrest, Spock finds Kirk alive and well. McCoy's injection was a knockout drug, and the usually stoic Spock rejoices. Number 65. And there you have it, folks. That's my... Uh, that's my collection. I certainly had a good time. I hope you did. Um, leave your comments below if you enjoyed uh, my collection of Star Trek The Original Series cards. I do appreciate your feedback. What was your favorite episode? What was your favorite card that I showed you? you know, links in the description. I'm going to work on um, later on today, this week. On now that YouTube has chapters, I'm going to work on making a little bit of a chapter selection so you can look at individual cards on the video. I'm also going to take some time this week to edit this broadcast video and put it on my anchor.fm podcast channel, podcast website, profile, 
Um, it takes some time to work on that since this has been a live broadcast. So I hope you'll be patient. Later on this week, I should have it on Anchor.fm and Spotify. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a good time. I do appreciate you watching tonight. And if you haven't already, please uh, download the Brave Browser. <laughs> Links in the description. The Brave Browser, easy to support video gamers oasis. Just go to HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash brave.com forward slash vid 268. Download that link. Download and install the Brave Browser. And uh, earn digital tokens, BATs, by watching the Brave ads and donate your B. ATs, your basic attention tokens to my channel and my website. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you had a good time. I had a good time. And tune in next time. Uh, next week we'll do some more cards. I'm going to make a habit of doing this uh, live broadcast. I may have to tweak it a bit. Maybe have to refine the, the, the style and the, the timing. I'm not used to live streams, but I certainly had a good time doing this for the first time. Facebook is Video Gamers Oasis. Twitter is VJO underscore tweets. Look at my Instagram, Video Gamers Oasis. And my TikTok. I have a TikTok and I've been doing some interesting TikToks there. Check out my uh, Video Gamers Oasis uh, TikTok. I'm reading a book called uh, Art of Atari by Tim Lepatino. History of Art of Atari. I had to take a break from that for a while because my phone is in the shop. I'm getting a new phone, brand new phone. It was worn out and it doesn't really work anymore. So I'm getting a brand new phone from my phone uh, service provider. So I should be able to do some TikToks maybe next week. In the meantime, stay subscribed to Video Gamers Oasis Play Pod, Playful Podcast. Also my main YouTube channel, Video Gamers Oasis. I also have a uh, Minecraft channel. I do occasionally. I upload some tutorials and Let's Plays of Minecraft. Video Craft Toots, link in the description. Also, if you want to see me play uh, the original Ghosts and Goblins arcade game, I'm already on stage number four. Tune in sometime tomorrow. I'll be doing a live broadcast on Twitch, Video Gamers Oasis. I'll be playing some more Ghosts and Goblins. So if you like classic arcade action, don't forget to check out my Twitch. Thanks for watching. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Stay healthy. Stay strong. We'll see you refreshing and energized another day. Till next time. Bye for now. Oh, and almost forgot. Live long and prosper.